used to make her mornings, but now she makes our afternoons the best show next to Saturday morning cartoons. With Alice in a war and Emocast and we can count. So grab a friend and take a seat. The show is starting right now. Good evening. I'm back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Intermittent Podcast. (laughs) It is Monday evening here where I am. Uh, I don't know what it'll be where you are, but I'm glad we're all back together. Sorry uh, that it wasn't a week from the last one like it's supposed to be. I will say this, though, in uh, in my defense... Uh, I did do a podcast last week, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm chatting away, I'm telling stories, I'm talking about stuff, and I get about 40 minutes in, and uh, I noticed that the cord had jiggled loose in my microphone, and when that happens, uh, it stops the program that I record on, and, and I was literally, I was like almost ready to, I was almost ready to end it, and I, I'm looking at it, and, and because I have no technological skills whatsoever like this this system this program that I record on is completely set up so that you can have multi-tracks and you can merge them and you can edit them and you can layer them it's like it's very sophisticated and uh, if I had any skills at all other than and this is what I can do with it I can hit record and I can hit stop uh, and I can save it to my computer and that's it and uh, anything else, I I'm all out of I'm all out of ideas. So and hopefully I don't forget how to do the three things I already know how to do, uh, because if that day ever comes, <laughs> it'll be a really long time in between podcasts. So I did start one last week, and uh, actually uh, right before the Fourth of July, and it was I had all kinds of Fourth of July stuff to talk about, and uh, living in America, and you know the whole nine, and then. And then that's what happened. So, um, so, but here we are, and uh, it's Monday. Um, a, a little, uh, a little over a week left of July, which is crazy. That blows my mind. Um, and uh, and we survived. We survived the heats. See what I did there? That was smooth, right? I guess I thought they were going to start singing right away. Maybe right. Mm, nope. How about right now? It was a heat wave here and across America, and we survived. Today was the first day that it wasn't boiling hot, which means I returned to walking. Exercise began again. I just, I technically just got back from my walk and I walked a mile and uh, I've come to the conclusion that um, I, somewhere along the line, uh, I atrophied my body, at least from the waist down. I'm in a state of atrophy. Uh, I hobbled around <laughs> during my mile walk, uh, but um, but it wasn't pretty. So I don't know if you can just keep working at uh, de-atrophizing de-atroph- yourself. But um, I think the uh, 
the Netflix and chilling, um, uh, and and the really uh, having a heck heavy schedule of that, I I think it might have uh, atrophied me. Uh, and for all of the Seinfeld fans out there, you'll remember the episode with the summer of George. Uh, where he did uh, put his body into a state of atrophy. And that's how I know it happens. And um, that's not the only thing that I, I get from Seinfeld, um, knowing about uh, atrophy. Uh, I also, to this day, will not lick an envelope. And that's true. I seal my envelopes with those little address labels. Because I have a million of them. Um, I get them from all the charities that I donate to, all the animal charities. So I've got a million of them. And uh, ever since then, I just, I don't, you know... I don't think I'll die from a poison envelope, but why chance it? Especially when I have all these little stickers that I carry around in my wallet. So, uh, so there you go. Um, Martha and the Vandellas, by the way, really quick little fun fact. I may have told you this before because I, I, I believe there's been heat waves in the past that during the time I've done this podcast and I played that. Um, uh, but I actually, uh, Martha Reeves and I were honored at a luncheon once for Remarkable Women. And uh, we sat at a table together, no big deal, uh, no big whoop. And uh, it was very exciting uh, being here in Detroit and uh, uh, this this uh, iconic city that still has all of these um, legends that live here. And uh, sitting next to her, uh, I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. So what was funny about it was, <clears throat> she's casual, she's all like, you know, hey, it's cool. We're all we're we're all eating salad together. Uh, Warren came with me, so Warren's sitting there with me, and um, he's he's got his he's got his own style. I'll just put it that way. Uh, he likes to chat. <clears throat> he's a big chatter. Like he's the one who feels like if you're in an elevator with each other, uh, even though you don't know each other, that you should somehow talk to each other. Like or if he's coming through your lane at the grocery store you know, that he's got to chat you up if you're the checkout lady. Like, he's that guy. He likes to chat. He's a chatty person. So um, I remember it was my turn to go up on stage and uh, <clears throat> and talk to, the, uh, talk to the audience full of women and, uh, you know, just sharing what makes me remarkable. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what I talked about, but I do remember this. It was funny. There was some miscommunication. Uh, there were like three major featured speakers. And um, and I was a featured speaker. Like I had a, a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, not like an eight by 10, but my picture on the pamphlet was, was as big as ever, you know, it was equal to Martha Reeves and some other people. Um, but uh, the the women in, in the local chapter um, who organized it and and picked me and had, had me be a part of it, um, I got this information that I would be speaking as long as like, um, it wasn't three, it was two, the two featured speakers who were like, this one woman was some, I don't know what she was. She was a big deal. She was in from New York. And, um, and I'm thinking, and I, I think it was like, they're going to want you to talk for nine minutes, which maybe doesn't seem like a, a long time, but it, it really is. It's, it's kind of a long time. And, and I don't really remember what I was supposed to talk about, but just, I guess, like my philosophies on how to, uh, uh spread awesomeness throughout the world. 
So, um, you know, I can, I'll figure out how to talk for a really long time. I'm doing it right now. Uh, these podcasts are evident of that. Um, and, uh, so I think that what was lost in translation was that the local chapter people told me that, but the, the national on the national level, I was supposed to just, you know, be, uh, speak less is, is, you know the short of it speak speak less than the than the featured speakers so um florine mark who is the weight watchers lady and she's great she's really nice lady i've known her for a really long time she's been on my show numerous times and and she you know had me as a part of this that's that's why it was called remarkable women because florine mark um so i i see her out of the corner of my eye and uh, you know that thing, like it's it's one of the tools they teach you in business, like how you, if you want someone to get to uh, leave your office, you stand up out of your chair and then you gradually walk towards them, kind of like while still talking, sublim- subliminally signaling to them, uh, okay, it's time for you to start walking, walk out. Um, and she's, she gradually, she's walking towards me and I'm, I'm not really, st- I'm not still getting the hint. I'm like, maybe, I don't know. And then I see her, she k- keeps walking towards me, and I, 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 I don't think I'm still, I still don't think I'm getting the hint. And it's not until she comes up to the podium where I'm speaking and maybe says, let's give her a big round of applause, everyone. Uh, I think I got the hint then. And uh, somehow I was able to wrap it up uh, eloquently, really quick. I don't know how, but I do feel like I did that. Like I was going to finish talking right now anyway. Uh, so that was pretty funny. But meanwhile, back at the table, um, Martha Reeves is sitting, um, her manager is next to me. And then Martha Reeves is next to her and Warren is next to me. And like I said, he loves to chit chat. And, um, Martha Reeves is great and she took a picture with me and she was lovely but also like I could kind of tell someone had said something to her about something and you know I there was like this no nonsense uh response so I kind of got the feeling like and you know she probably all all day every day is like oh you're Martha Reeves isn't it a heat wave out here you know she's like a living legend living in Detroit and she's probably constantly you know hearing stuff and I just remember thinking to myself I'm walking I'm leaving the table for a little while and I was like Warren, please don't, please don't make Martha Reeves mad. Please don't, don't say any, I'm in my head, I'm saying don't talk to her or say any of those weird things um, that you can say sometimes, like that 88-year-old man that lives inside you um, that likes to say 88-year-old man things. Uh, just fight the urge <laughs> and don't, when I come back to the table, I want to, I don't want uh, Martha Reeves to hate us is all I'm saying please and he must have subliminally picked up the message because he got it and uh I came back to the table and she didn't hate us and um I don't remember much more about her table interaction but I do know the picture that exists of her and I uh shows me being incredibly uh cleavaged out like in like I had bought this shirt uh which was really pretty and uh, it's kind of a style that I wouldn't normally wear. I'm not a cleavage person. Uh, when you have a lot going on up there, there's really no reason to bring any more attention to it. It's already clear. You can wear a turtleneck up to your chin. It's You, you got stuff going on. You don't need to have any kind of plunging necklines. That's my philosophy anyway. Um, but this kind of had a little decolletage, a bare decolletage thing going on. 
and uh, but it was still really pretty. And um, I was angled in just the right way in this picture where uh, it literally looked like um, they were going to take Martha Reeves down. Like if she made one wrong move, uh, she would be trapped underneath them. <laughs> and I was really torn because I was like, I have this awesome picture and I'm afraid to share it because it's just almost, uh, it's almost X-rated, you know, in a way. <laughs> um, I think I posted it with the caption of, uh, can you find, uh, find Martha Reeves in this picture? A uh, hint. She's behind the ginormous uh, pair of boobs. <laughs> so, so uh, thus concludes my Martha Reeves story. But uh, that was really exciting to um, get a chance to, you know, like uh, meet one of the one of the Motown living legends in the D. We love that um, when that can happen. You know, uh, us media people that had our. You know, the bulk of our careers here. So, um, speaking of phenomenal entertainers, uh, he's no longer with us anymore. Um, but he is honored regularly, uh, especially where I live. He's the king and it's fitting for a king to have a festival, uh, named after him. And one of the cool places about where I live uh, there's a lot of cool little uh, cool little things that happen in Ipsy. Uh, but one of them is every summer in Depot Town, historic Depot Town, there's a little something called Elvis Fest. What's Elvis Fest, Allison? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you in just a second. Oh, I thought he was going to start singing right there, but he didn't. Um, hold on one more second, and I'll tell you about Elvis Fest that happened this weekend. Oh, this makes me so sad. Here's why I'm sad. So Elvis Fest comes to Depot Town every year, and it is, as you can imagine, awesome sauce. It is a two-day festival at Riverside Park, an outdoor uh, park with a river, um, hence the name, Riverside Park, with a band shell and uh, room for hundreds and hundreds of people, and it is an all-day festival of continuous Elvis impersonators that do sets. You got your, you got your um, early Elvis, your um, clam bake Elvis, your jailhouse rock Elvis. You got your uh, later uh, overweight Las Vegas Elvis in the white suit. You got all different kinds of Elvises. You got the the pompadour hair Elvis. You got the crew cut army Elvis. What 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 Elvis are you looking for? Elvis Fest has it. Um, and it's, everyone does a set, uh, maybe the early, early Elvi, uh, they get maybe 20 minutes and then you go into the headliners later in the evening. They may do 45 minutes and it's just super amazing. And, um, we haven't gone the last couple summers. I'm not sure why. Uh, and you, there's all kinds of other, I mean, there's vendors, 
Um, there's great uh, restaurants in Depot Town uh, slash bars. So it's a, a great time to get tipsy in Ipsy, uh, which is a t-shirt that you can buy while you're here. <laughs> so we're all excited and we have this plan. We're like, we're going to Elvis Fest. Uh, it's a little bit pricey if you want the all-day Saturday ticket. That's going to cost you 40 If you want to go on Friday, that's half a day. It doesn't start till 6 o'clock. Uh, that's only $25. So um, we're going to go to Elvis Fest. We're all excited about it. And uh, we just we decide we'll make a kind of a little thing where, you know, we take my mom too because we're trying to think of things. You know, we're trying to get her out. And we're trying to, you know, have fun with her. Um, you know, I told you guys a few podcasts back that my mom has dementia. And um, boy, that dementia doesn't slow down. It just uh, it just uh, keeps on a rolling. And um, that's some crap right there. I mean, it's really uh, an aggressive, crappy uh, horrible disease, but for the most part, you know, we, we still mostly have good days and I still mostly have my mom. Here's, here's an example. Um, I'm still thinking about, and some people have asked me to do it and I'm, I'm I probably will. It's just, uh, um, I, you know, I got to work out the, the details, put this on my list of things that I'm working on, but I'm thinking about doing a web series where, um, you know, I just kind of videotape our days, you know, our, our days and our, our our interactions and our hanging out and just doing stuff with mom and in part for posterity for me to always have and in part to like, you know, share with the <clears throat> dementia community. And uh, my mom still has her sense of humor. That's, that's where it comes from. She's funny and she's sarcastic and, uh, and she's still amidst, amidst all of this she's um you know she still has that so uh one of the things with her is she really she cannot be by herself um my sister went out on saturday and you know it was kind of during my uh saturday afternoon nap that i like to take and she was like i'm gonna be leaving i i have doctor's appointment so you know mom's gonna need to come upstairs and i was like yeah yeah i said but let her sleep she'll come upstairs when she wants to and um you know, I, I, I fall asleep. Warren's like, I got it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with her. Go take your nap. So, um, I wake up and I was asleep for like two hours and she was still hadn't come up and, you know, I start doing some stuff and like 45 minutes go by and I'm like, she, I, I'm like, I gotta go check on her cause she's, she may have left the building. It's happened before. And I go downstairs and she's just downstairs chilling. And it was just kind of a cool little milestone. Cause that really doesn't happen. Um, for instance, tonight she was just up here. And uh, she's, she knocks on the door, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she was like, well, your sister's gone, so I thought I'd come upstairs and see you. And I was like, uh, remember when I told you when you think Jill's gone, just go and uh, feel around on her bed, uh, that lump of blankets that's her in there somewhere. So I said, she's there. No one left you alone. She's that lump that's in the blankets. Um, so she was like, okay, I'll go try it. So anyway, the thing about my mom is she, you, you know, one of the things is she can't be left alone. Uh, it doesn't like it anyway. So someone has to always be with her. If it's my, it's usually my sister and then it's me. And if something's going on, um, which this really never happens, but uh, over the 4th of July weekend, my sister had some plans and she was going to be gone for two days. And, um, you know, I, it just, I was in and out and I was working. So, um, 
through through the place that takes care of my mom during the day when everyone's at work, they have respite, and she's uh, she can have she gets five uh, respites a year, which is just you know a, a facility where she can go spend the night. They take care of her. She gets her own private room. Yada yada. So um, so I'm I'm dropping her off on Friday. She's gonna stay Friday and Saturday night, um, which by the time we had gotten gotten done checking her in and um and and the whole way there she's like yep I got it uh by the time I was getting ready to leave she had forgotten all about everything we talked about didn't realize I was leaving her there um and completely was like you never told me that I didn't know that and uh but but this part was great (laughs) she was like you stabbed me in the back and I'm like I love that you're still so dramatic and I said I'm I usually hate that you forget things, but I'm glad that when I see you next, you will have forgotten this trauma uh, because she was just, she was like, you're not leaving me here. And I'm like, I kind of am. But that wasn't what was, (laughs) that wasn't, I didn't love that part so much, but this part was funny. So they're uh, asking us questions in the room. You know, we're getting her checked in. She's got her own private room and her TV. I'm like, it's going to be like you're at a spa and they're going to bring you meals and it's going to be great. I'm like, I, I want to stay here. I'm like, how about I stay here? You can go back to my house. Um, so they're asking questions. Can she do this? Does she do that? Da, 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 da. And, um, and I'm answering. She's sitting there and I'm answering. And so she's like, this is kind of uncomfortable, but I need to ask you about CPR. Um, if CPR is necessary. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, she's had a good run. I said, well, just let's, 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 uh, let's put a big X through the CPR. And uh, she, she looks at me and she looks at the, the two nurses and she's like, see, see what I have to deal with. So we still have those moments. Like she gets it. She gets the joke. She's in on it. She's rolling her eyes. See what I have to deal with. See this abuse I take. So uh, we still have a lot of moments like that, and um, I hope that we will for a while. Uh, I hear, you know, everyone's, I tell her this too, because she's like, you know, because she's, she's aware, she's, she's like, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know how bad it's going to get, and I hope, I hope you guys don't, you know, give up on me, or, and I'm like, never, 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 and you don't have to worry about it, and we don't know that it's going to get bad, your journey's different than everybody else's, and you don't need to worry about it, and we got you, so just like you had us, when we were babies, we got you now, it's all good, um, so we try and think of fun things to do, get her out of, you know, get her out of the house, my sister took her down, uh, Sunday night, they took a drive down to Detroit, and they went to, uh, Lafayette and American Coney Island, which are, our dueling Coney Islands in Detroit, uh, and, um, people have their favorites and which one's the original. So Jill was doing some taste testing with mom. So the plan was Friday night, everybody gets home from work five-ish. We go down to Depot Town. We're going to go to Aubrey's or Sidetrack, either or. We're going to have dinner. Uh, We're going to have some beers and then we're going to head on over to Elvis Fest and it's going to kick ass because it's Elvis Fest. So, um, that's implied. Uh, and um, so that's that's the plan. We're excited, and then the you know the heat wave, the heat wave happens, and uh, Friday is gonna be the actual temperature. The actual temperature is ninety eight degrees, um, but with the heat index, it's gonna feel like a hundred and ten. So what happens to me when it's even remotely warm? Um, I'll 
melt uh, uh, into a pile of um, I don't know. I will I will I will just melt like into a pile of uh, something uh, greasy and lumpy, um, but uh, not not attractive and uh, a big mess to clean up. So it's best that I have nothing to do with being out in 110 degrees because nothing good's gonna come of that. And we all kind of agreed. We're like, we get that it's Elvis Fest. We understand the awesomeness of it. We live here. We live in Ypsilanti in part because this is home to Elvis Fest. At uh, When it came time to uh, be done with school and uh, when everybody else was thinking about leaving Ypsilanti, we thought to ourselves, this is the home of Elvis Fest. Is that what we want to do? And and we, we, uh, we made the right choice. We said, no, that's not what we want to do. And then we stayed. Uh, so we hope to catch Elvis Fest next year. But the heat wave totally uh, crapped all over our plans. Plus, like a storm rolled through uh, that same night, like around 7-ish, a storm rolled through. And I felt really bad. I'm at, I'm at home. Warren did wind up going into Depot Town Friday night to hang out with some friends. Uh, he didn't go to Elvis Fest, but he just he went to one of the one of the hangs down there. And, um, and I was back at home and I, I, you know, the sky gets dark. I see the rain, the storms are coming, a little bit of little rolling thunder. And I just got sad for all the Elvises. I was like, they're all down there. They got their jumpsuits on. They got moose hair. And here comes the rain that's messed up. So, uh, well, thankfully it wasn't like a, a, a long, um, a long storm. It was like a quick one. So I think Elvis Fest went on as planned. Um, but yeah, so we were looking forward to that and, uh, that didn't happen. Um, when I was doing the podcast last week, I had some notes. I was like, um, you know, keeping you up to speed. The last time we talked, I'd just gotten out of the hospital and, um, I have, uh, been recovering nicely. Um, I'm still hernia free. Uh, my scar has recovered nicely. Um, but, uh, but there I'll, I'll always have a, a nice little scar. Um, but I've been feeling better and, and so far, you know, everything's been going well. Um, and we have not, since we last talked, had any reason to go back to the hospital except for an almost incident, which, uh, would have been ridiculous (laughs) for all the things that happened that almost kill me. Um, this, this will be probably when the day comes, which will be in like 50 years. But um, it won't be like the big stuff. It'll be something stupid like this. Uh, so uh, two interesting stories of note were one, why doesn't Allison eat potato chips anymore? Um, well, I'll tell you, uh, potato chips almost killed me. So uh, I'm in the middle of having uh, this dental work done. And um, so in the meantime, there's really weird things that are hard to eat and You'd be surprised at what they are. You'd think they'd be like steak, corn on the cob, and apple, but it's not. It's weird stuff, um, like potato chips. So uh, I'm I'm eating some chips. Um, I, I wasn't planning on eating a lot. I was going to have like a couple handfuls. It was morning. I was uh, getting coffee ready for warm. It's like it's not even seven o'clock in the morning. It's early, and I open up the bag, and I'm just going to eat a couple chips, like quarter to seven, and. Uh, you know how when you're eating chips, you don't just you don't necessarily just put one in your mouth. Sometimes you put like a few. And apparently I completely chewed 
all of the chips except for one. Somehow in the chewing of everything I just put in my mouth, one chip remained whole. I don't know how no teeth hit it, but in all the, the in all the up and down and up and down and chew, 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 everything chewed except for one chip which remained whole. And I completely swallowed it like sideways and I felt it go down and I literally like, I wasn't choking, but it felt stuck, right? So it felt stuck in my throat and I I, I instantly start panicking because it feels like it's there. So when I was growing up, I was this huge hypochondriac all like for like from five years old to like 12 years old. And I just always thought I was dying. I always needed to go to the hospital. And, but I was very limited on what kind of things could happen to me. I didn't have a lot of um, points of reference, you know. I, so my biggest fears were I would go blind, I would choke, I would stop breathing in my sleep, um, and maybe another thing. And uh, oh, and that something might happen to my mom. Those were like that was it. That was the, those were my fears. But you know, I found different ways to use them all the time. So. Uh, I, so I swallow this potato chip and I'm like, Warren's got 20 minutes before he has to wake up. And I'm like, it's stuck in my throat. And I, I don't know uh, how long will it melt? Like if I keep swallowing, will this, will, I mean, potato chips are kind of hard and uh, how long will it take for this potato chip to melt? And um, what if it's, you know, lodged in there and it eventually, even though I'm not choking, what, you know, so I'm, I'm literally like standing in my kitchen freaking out. So uh, I take a potato chip and I put it in the sink and I, I just drizzle. I just I turn the faucet on to like a slight drizzle to just watch the water um, drip on it to see how long it would take to get mushy, thinking that's what's happening in my throat, like saliva is gradually going down. At the same time, I'm swallowing pita bread. Like I'm thinking bread will sponge it down and, you know, Brett will sponge it down and I'm, I'm and I can't wait for Warren to wake up and I'm like I can't believe that I possibly just killed myself with potato chips so Warren wakes up and I tell him about it and I'm like so um I swallowed a potato chip and uh it's in my throat and I can feel it and he's like it's not in your throat he's like uh you scratched it and you can feel the scratches and that's muscle memory he's like that's why some people can't take pills he's very smart he's a very wise man about a lot of things and uh, he's like, but it's not in your throat. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm like, I can feel it. It's right here. He's like, it's not. Trust me. And uh, he's got an hour from the time he wakes up until he goes to work. And I'm like, okay, well, he's still here for an hour. So if I go down, uh, if this potato chip incident takes me out, uh, it, please let it be within this hour while he's still here. Um, because after he leaves, if I collapse on the floor, uh, from potato chip asphyxiation, I will, I'll be by myself and I won't know what to do or I, or I, well, I will know what to do. Um, it'll be, uh, be unconscious and I won't be able to call anybody for help. So the hour goes by and I'm fine and he's leaving and I'm like, so you, so I said an hour and a half has gone by. Like it still feels lodged in my throat. I'm like, but you're sure you think I'm good? He's like, I seriously can't talk to you about this anymore. I cannot talk to you about this. You're fine. Um, I may have texted him a couple times after he got to work. I'm like, all right, I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, checking in. I'm, I'm still alive. Um, but, uh, you know, still feeling it. I said, hopefully I'll be here when you come home for lunch. And he's like, I'm sure you will. Um, I think 
three more hours went by before I didn't feel it anymore. And the, the rational part of my brain is that I did scratch my throat and, you know, that hurts and that's what I was feeling. But it was very scary and it was very traumatic and I'm currently off potato chips now. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a bag in the house and um, when I look at it, it startles me a little bit because that's how traumatic it was. And it completely threw me back to my childhood when I used to have these episodes all the time. And I was like, wow, it's been like, it's been decades since we had a, a psychosomatic hypochondria uh, outbreak like that. But um, I, I just couldn't help but think to myself, I just survived this hernia intestinal blockage. Uh, there's been other things, the bloody nose with the nose tampon and the eye and this and that. And I'm like, I really don't want the thing uh, that uh, takes me out to be um, a potato chip. Uh, because much like Elvis, who we were talking about, who also uh, had not the classiest uh, of deaths, that gets talked about for a long time. And I don't really... I, I don't want that to be my legacy. So um, it's good to be off potato chips anyway. So good came of it. Uh, and there we are. So no potato chips for me. Um, no Elvis for me. No, uh, the heat wave is over. I am walking though. Walking started today on Monday. What is it? April, uh, April, July 22nd. So I'm back to walking and uh, I'm feeling good about that. We'll see if I can unatrophy my body. And uh, we'll see if uh, one week from today we can get a new podcast going. Um, I'm going to put that on my list of things to do. But in the meantime, I hope you're having a great summer. And um, I uh, stay safe. Uh, be careful with your snacks. They can turn on you. And, uh, and I will talk to you again in uh, the not-so-distant future. Love you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye.